Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's got to 2 2, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Go! Could have went left, but it went right. Because it went wrong, but it went right. Said it was Ian, but it went right. I'm going to get the Could have had that fight, but I'm in walk on sight. Man, I have to grab that mind. You're not gonna spit this time. Trying to work with a good oh, energy. Man, you're gonna work with a bad man vibe. None of these guys can't do it. It's amazing. It's amazing. That's the response of Arsenal. Chelsea, Hello, uh, welcome to another Touchy Gooners podcast. My name is Lewis. I'm joined by uh, Dan Coogs and Sean. Gentlemen, good evening to you. How are you doing? What up, what up, what up? Uh, I, I interrupted you guys' uh, conversation about weddings earlier and I'm just, I, I need to go I to... It, man. And it's just... It's just Allow it, man. Let's 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 move on to the football, man. Let's move from one one depressing subject to another. Yeah? <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Is 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 the football anything le- anything more depressing? Like anything less depressing? I should say. Um, yeah, it's, all, it's all peak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, um, yeah. Big up AJ, tune in on YouTube, I believe. Big up you. Um, yeah, obviously we we uh we had we had our bit of fun. You know, four, four, was it four wins in a row? Four wins in a row. If we count AFC Wimbledon, we had a bit of fun, right? Four wins in a row. We thought everything was going swimmingly. You know, we even we even did a podcast where I don't think we criticised one single player. Unheard of in the Touchy Gunas ranks. But you know, yes, uh, on Saturday it was it was due to be a tough game. I think we all penciled this game as being potential banana skin because we all know that Brighton are a decent side. Um, you know, they were the the. Uh, well, the XG Kings last year, I guess, well, or the contrary to that, I guess, where, um, 
you know, the, the, they were the XG masters, but just couldn't convert their chances last season. And it's kind of been opposite for them this year where they've, they've kind of like gone in the opposite direction. Um, and then coupled with that, it just, you know, the, the pitch conditions, it, everything was set up for to be a very difficult evening at the Amex. And um, uh, Dan, I'll start with you first. Um, what did you think of, uh, obviously, the only real contentious thing in the in the team was that, you know, uh, Lakonga starting. Um, would you have potentially liked to seen someone else uh, come in for Xhaka or was you, was you happy that Lakonga got the opportunity? Yeah, I think I think um, I can't really bemoan that decision. Um, you know, everyone spoke about it in the summer. You heard various catchphrases, you know, raising the floor of the team. This that and the when we had an injury to Partey, um, they said because you know Granit Xhaka's uh, Mister Indestructible plays every game, doesn't get injured. Um, but when we had an injury to one of those two, Lukonga's there ready to to step in. Um, but he's you know sort of young and experienced. He's got a high ceiling. Um, that he can potentially reach, got lots of potential. Um, and I think, you know, what that's that's all well and fine. But if your plan is to play 4-2-3-1 all season, I think at a minimum, you probably need two, uh, you need three um, really good or first team players there because um, what you saw with Lokonga when he came in, um, and what we've seen so far this season, I think he's been okay. I don't think he's been bad at all. I think he's put in a couple uh, sturdy performances. Um, the Burnley one is the one that probably stands out the most to me. Um, Brentford uh, and was it Chelsea as well that he played in? I think he did okay um, in those matches. But I think it's clear that he's not quite at the level of Xhaka or Thomas Partey. Um, so for me... It's a weird one that we went and decided that we we're going to get someone like that, um, who there's a significant drop off. You heard Edu um, say in his interview, when, why would they go and buy someone to play on top of Jacqueline Partey when they're the, they're the best two? But I think that's a poor, that's poor squad planning, really. You buy someone that come in, that can come in and push them um, to be better or push them and take one of their spots. You know, that's a competitive environment. Um, and that's how you get better as a team. I don't think you really buy backups when your um, your first two players are, are they're not even really like all that good. Um, if we're talking about Shaka, you know, so um, I don't really understand that that um, strategy. Um, and I think you know with this Shaka injury, it, it, it might come back to cost us um, long term. Yeah. Um... Sean, what what about you? What's your what's your thoughts on uh, the whole Lakonga starting situation? Would would you have gone with with someone what, with someone else or a different setup entirely? We don't we don't have anybody else. Um, the alternative was to you know go with Smith Rowe and um, Erdogan as you sort of like eight um, the interiors, but I've not really liked that so much when I've seen it. Um, not to say it can't work and it might not work in the future, but I think it still needs work on the training ground. I think overall we look still best as a base um, with, you know, a, a double pivot. Um, and, you know, to Dan's point, I think Lukonga's done okay. Um, and, you know, nothing really against him, but, you know, to the point in the summer people were making about raising the floor in terms of, I mean, that's all well and good, but that's not going to help us in the interim. Do you know what I mean? So really and truthfully, there are very few positions you could have looked at in 11 that you couldn't have upgraded in the summer. 
Um, so I don't really want to hop back to that, but it's, it's, it's annoying that we spent 150 mil and we didn't, you know, upgrade enough in, in certain positions, especially further forward, in my opinion. So Arteta is very specific about build up, but, you know, the fact that we still got Xhaka here starting after four or five years, I think he's just abhorrent. Um, it doesn't, you know, and I know people got on, um, it, it, on Saturday, we were about, oh, we miss Xhaka, but, you know, I've seen loads of those performances with Xhaka in the team and worse. So, um, yeah, it's not really a case for me about missing Jack. I've seen him get run ragged centrally through the central zones anyway. So, um, yeah, I think Lukonga's okay, but it's just not enough. Um, and you, you do worry just like there's just not enough quality. There, there's a big quality gap in a lot of positions within the squad. Um, we're relying on the youngsters further forward to make the difference for us, but they're young, so they're going to have on and off days. That's natural. Um, so it should be the senior players stepping up, but those senior players, a lot of them aren't good enough in itself as well. So it's just a bit, it's a bit annoying. You know, um, we have a lot of young players and hopefully they improve in the years to come. But, you know, the worry, you know, when people talk about these guys, these young guys are going to grow. We thought the same with Fabregas and Nasri, but there's no guarantee even if they reach the level we ideally want them to reach, that they're going to stay if we're not competing. And I guess on top of that as well, like um, that doesn't stop the other teams from getting better. Um, so we've not made massive strides forwards in my opinion in terms of the first 11 and closing the gap to teams above us um and you know teams are only going to go and get stronger they're only going to go and spend more hundreds of millions in in summers to come so yeah man um concerns I, I'm, I'm not like like you know i'm not trying to be too too damn beat because you know people are getting on to me afterwards they're like oh it's a draw you know it's still unbeaten in five four wins and a draw but overall um for me it, it's the performances you know long term um i think a lot of people went a bit overboard in terms of the north london derby that was great to win it was a great derby victory but you know those sort of performances won you know derby games you know sometimes are a bit hard to predict and also they're just anomalies you've seen two years worth of arteta in my opinion you know what he is and in my opinion it's just very risk averse it's not conducive to creating heavy chances it's not conducive to sustaining attacks keeping teams penned in for long periods and scoring goals we've seen it in my opinion we've got enough evidence um you know, I'm not, other people are more entitled to wait and I'm sure they're going to give Arteta time because they backed him heavily. But for me, it's just not good enough and it needs to improve and improve very, very quickly. Let's, let's, let's stick on the topic of Lukonga, right? Because um, I want to have like a frank discussion about Lukonga, okay? When we signed him, I did a bit of due diligence on him and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't totally convinced that he was a guy that was ready to come in and start. However, when you pay twenty million pound and he's your centre midfielder signing for the for the season, he kind of has to be that guy, right? He has to be ready to to play football. Um, I haven't seen anything from Lakonga that 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 says to me that yeah, this 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 kid is going to be something special in the future. Um, I'm not sure he's even better than like a Ganduzi level. I've said on here before. I, I they, we speak about raising the floor, and people are gonna laugh at this, but I don't, he's not better than Tobias, you know. And and fine, we can leave that guy in the past, whatever. But he isn't. He isn't better than Tobias. And I just, I just wonder, like, you know, are, are you guys re ready to sort of like? Um, what am I trying to say here? Are you guys ready to, you know, have a serious conversation about Lakonga and his and his level? Is it, is it too early to judge him? Um, you know, I don't want to do it too hastily because we are only in October. But um, 
yeah, what's what's your general thoughts on Lokonga so far? And have you has your opinions on him changed from you know when when we when we bought him and and like the first time you saw him like in preseason? I think with Lokonga, it's a funny one. Um, I don't want to I don't want to bash him at all because he's coming from Belgian league where what he's played what five Premier League games, um, if that four Premier League games. Um, so I don't really want to talk too much about his level or, um, you know, say he's not good enough, this, that, and the other, because, you know, he has shown a couple of nice passes. Um, I think the Burnley game showed a different side of, the, uh, of, of his game that we didn't really know was there from previous scouting. He was very good in the duels there. He held his ground well. So I don't really want to get onto him too much. Um, I think what, you know, was really showcased um, in this game was, you know, sort of around the tactics and how we were deploying him. So, Lewis, I think you mentioned that, you know, he likes to drift out to that left-back position um, when, uh, you know, when he's when he's getting pressed or when, you know, where, where teams are trying to build play, that kind of thing. Um, and I feel like that was something that, I don't know whether that was instruction because we know Jacka likes to do that sometimes as well. Um, and I know that Brighton were playing with a back five, but I think that was something that was really costly to us um, in this game, especially in that first half, because he wasn't really um, playing in the centre of midfield. He was like in that left back position um, and he sort of just left Partey to, to do midfield by himself. And I thought that that was really um, costing us. So um, I think that would be the one thing that I would highlight about him from this game. And going forward, I, I, with Jack, this Shaka injury, I would quite like to see Maitland-Niles um, be given a chance there, um, just as a purely defensive player, um, if that makes sense. So, like, I know people have been, you know, raving on about getting Basuma in, and I look at the midfielders that we have and who's the closest one um, to that. I think Maitland-Niles probably is. Like, Basuma's not, um, you know, a fantastic passer of the ball, but we know he can carry it. But his main strength is he's almost sort of his off the ball, off the ball work, winning duels, getting stuck in his recovery pace and his ability to cover ground. And I think Maitland-Niles is someone who can do that um, to good effect. And maybe if you have someone in there um, who can cover that space effectively, it sort of frees up the amount of work that Partey has to get into. Um, and I think that's something that Maitland-Niles probably has over uh, Lokonga at, at present. But I don't know what you guys think about that. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of Ainsley Maitland-Niles in midfield. But the the issue is, is I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of Lokonga even. I think. Listen, we're we're not we're no huge fans of Xhaka. And from time that you know the gap between yourself and Xhaka looks quite big. I, I'm not. I just don't. I, I can't see you ever being the level required to to move us forward. Um, Sean, what 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 do you think? I can see you sort of like I don't know. What what are you thinking? I'm trying to work out what's the. What, what <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not trying. I'm trying not to make too many definitive conclusions at the moment. I think the sample size is still quite small. Um, however, I do share both of your concerns. Um, not necessarily. I actually think he might grow into a good player. Um, how good we don't know. Um, you know, sometimes we don't want to put cap on young players. They can surprise us. Let's be Saka is always the the obvious example. We talk about how often he, he surprised us. Um, so I'm not going to say he's going to do X or he's going to do Y, but, you know, I'm talking about right, right now. Um, and to the point of, to Dan's point, you know, our recruitment planning for me, it should have been focused on improving the starting 11 first and foremost. And those guys 
um, would be demoted to someone like Jack would become a bench player. So, you know, when you spend 20 mil, you just think we could have spent like a further 15 and just got a, a Bruno Grimares or, or a Basuma. And that would have stood us in, in much better stead. Um, like you guys, I just, Lokonga for me is just not at the level yet. Um, now, I don't know. Maybe he needs just a sustained period of games. But I don't know. I, I, when I watch him, I feel like he's quite timid. Um, I don't feel like he plays with enough personality. Um he, he, he did speak about the fact that, you know, sometimes I think the distances between him and party, especially at the weekend, were great. Now, whether that was down to instruction, you know, him um, covering the left-back spot for Tierney. But one of the things I've said as well is that I don't want us to be accommodating any other people anymore. Like, do you know what I mean? I thought part of the reason we spent so much on guys like um, uh, Tommy Asu, White, was that we could play a high line and we could squeeze and we could compress properly. So that meant we could play with a proper double pivot and squeeze higher up the pitch. Now that started, it started as the first 10 minutes in this game, but it didn't, you know, um, progress through, through the whole game. So I just think we need, we need more, we need something else. We're just not seeing enough at the moment. So, so yeah. Yeah, it, it might be something we're going to have to play around with because if Xhaka is out for, is it, is it, he's out until the, like, just like December, is it? Or is it the new year? Yeah, December. It's looking like basically December, it's going to be back in uh, January. So just before party goes to AFCON. So yeah. it's looking like we're going to have to do some business in midfield, which, you know, is is the, is the business that we should have done in the in the summer. Um, funny enough. But all right, let's let's move on to um, let's move on. It, it, well, just just one point on that, actually, because you, you spoke about like um, Lakonga's um, Lakonga's you know, is it instruction or is it his actual game to go push out onto the, the left-hand side? But, you know, these are things that I saw when he was at um, Anderlecht. I picked this up when he was at Anderlecht. When, when, the, when the game gets kind of frantic, he picks up these wide positions. And at first, obviously, when you're watching it for Anderlecht, you're like, OK, maybe it is a coaching instruction, right? Maybe Vincent Company had him doing that. But now we're seeing it develop at Arsenal, which I'm thinking maybe it's just something that he does. Um, and in a game like um, Brighton, where the conditions were, you know, they weren't ideal. They weren't ideal. And the ball kept breaking down when we get, kept going for, when we were going forward. I've seen, you know, the highlights of um, the first half and I watched the second half, but you know, our, our attacks seem to be breaking down quite a lot. And, you know, a lot of that probably had to do with connectivity, you know, and um, if you've got one of your midfielders in the left back spot, you know, too far away from your other midfielder, of course the ball is going to break down. Aubameyang was struggling to control it. So was Saka. Emil Smithrow didn't have his best of games. Erdegaard didn't have his best of games. Partey didn't have his best of games. So, you know, it, these things matter. You need connectivity in, in, in the centre of the park. In the centre of park. And if one of your midfielders, you know, we've been moaning Xhaka for doing these things before, you know, the distance is too far apart. We spoke about Danny Ceballos doing this, this last season, you know, go, going off on, on walkabouts and stuff like that. Um, if you don't have that connection in midfield, you're going to find it very, very difficult to, um, you know, to, to control the game. And I feel like that's what we struggled with on Saturday. And, you know, Brighton kind of popped us off the pitch for the for the first half, at least. Um, you know, I think it's a, I think, yeah, I think, I think that's a, I think that's a big issue that we have as a team. Um, and we sort of touched on it a few times last season, but it's a big problem that we 
we literally did not dominate the the football game. Um, it, for any point, like I, I feel like we maybe have ten minutes of possession at a time, um, but we never just keep the ball for a whole half. Um, other than I guess you can say Spurs that first half, but Spurs were basically playing with no midfield that match, you know. So um, I think we really, really struggle uh, to deal to deal with pressure of any sort. You know, we might be on top, we score a goal, or most likely don't score a goal, and a team that we're playing gets a bit of the ascendancy, and we never get it back. And it's it's now that our good spell is now done for the match. You mm. know, and we never ever come back. Um, from it. And I don't know whether that's psychological. I don't know whether that's technical. I don't know what it is, but that's a really big problem for me because the first 10 minutes of this match, we looked okay. I was thinking, yeah, this could be a decent, decent little game. Saka was getting that dab burn. Um, the moment Brighton stepped up it uh, a little bit, um, that was our match done. You know, mm -hmm. we, we, we literally didn't have another spell of prolonged possession after that. And that happens every time, even against Spurs, where we had that very dominant first half, they changed. They made a couple of changes. Deli Ali went off, um, and uh, who else? The right back went off. Tanganga went off, and I feel like we lost control of that match. People say, "Yeah, we're freeing up this that, and the other," but I sort of see it as a wider um, issue. Yeah. You know, even when you are three nil up, like go go get a fourth, go get a fifth. The, the thing is, though, Dan, I think it's indicative of the quality of team that we are right now. I I think it's you know. I, I'm looking at the players on the pitch, right? And we can we can talk about the conditions a little bit. And I don't really want to use them in, as an excuse because we saw Brighton deal with it well enough, right? So it shouldn't really be an excuse because if Brighton could do it, why can't we? But, you know, I'm, I'm looking at a Bamian couldn't control, couldn't control a football, just couldn't control a football, you know? Um, Erdegaard didn't have, a re didn't have a great game from what I saw, you know, from what I saw of him. Saka, not great. Pepe came on, didn't do that well. Partey struggled in there. We'd, we've already spoke about Lokonga. Um, I didn't think Tomiyasu was was as good in possession as he has been. I want to talk a little bit about Tierney as well. Um, players, they seem to be struggling with, with the conditions. And I think that's indicative of general player quality. I think this is the team we are, man. We're, we're a sixth to seventh place team, sixth, seventh, eighth place team. And Brighton are exactly the type of team that are going to have spells in a game that's going to trouble us, especially, especially at home. Um, this is the this is the levels I think, and this is the Premier League that we're in. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I don't know how we rectify that other than, you know, <laughs> getting better quality in. Yeah, mm. I, I, I feel like. I hear what you're saying, and I, I agree overall. There needs, still needs to be a quality uplift. Um, I think we can all agree on that. However, I still can't help but look at it and just think we should be extracting more. We should be making the team greater than the sum of its parts. I'm sorry, like, this team should be able to create more. This team should be able to... I just feel like for all of the supposed structure that is being brought, and that's all well and good, um, structure only means so much if it's helping you become a better team. Um, so yeah, and I just think you know, like I said, this is a whole thing under Arteta. We're just not a team that scores a lot of goals. Um, there are teams with much less resources than we have. Do you know what I mean? If you think of Graham Potter, he's been at Brighton six months longer than Arteta has, but you can you can see his imprint in style so so obvious every game, regardless of who's playing. You know, uh, you you talk about players missing. Basuma was out, Welbeck was out, Lamptey wasn't there, so they're missing players as well. Do you know what I mean? But well. 
right but the level of performance they're able to turn in is much much better um so yeah man i'd i don't know not, i don't know yeah. I, I feel like i feel like it's partly personnel and definitely we need an uplift there but but i just think we can get more from what we have currently and i think that's incumbent on the manager so Mm-mm-mm. um let, let's go through the team then because you know there were some performances that um j- just a general observation from the game i might actually start our way back uh, f- from the front going t- uh, to the back actually so you know um just a bit on Aubameyang's performance obviously um you got that goal against Spurs generally really good game against Spurs better than we've seen him for quite a while actually I think everyone was quite happy with Aubameyang's performance against Spurs his link-up play but he really noticeably struggled in this game to you know get a foothold um to occupy Brighton's back three you know the ball was bouncing off of him no connection to Odegaard no connection to Saka no connection to Emil Smith Rowe it was um you know it was poor from him and I felt like when Lacazette I, I was I was actually looking at the game and thinking Do you know what this is a game for Lacazette you know um I think Clive alluded to it on the Ask Vision pod- podcast. He said um, it's he, he called it something like a set and set and go or something like that. Where it, simple tactic. I think we actually the, the Emil Smith Road chance we made, yeah, where um, literally it was a set into a pass into Lacazette, sets pass go go long. And I think um, Lacar, these are the sort of games that you're gonna get more of a tune out of him in. You know, it's these games where. You know, you just fizz it into him and get and get bodies around him and, and play it off of him. It's it's as much as we can say. You know, um, we talk about Aubameyang; these aren't his strengths. They, but Laka can actually do it quite well. And I felt like we we actually started to look a bit better when Lacazette came on, um, just because he was able to get the ball under control, get us up the pitch. You know, get our forward players involved in the game. And uh, you know, I think in the second half we had. You know, um, a few good moments, I felt like, um, yeah, where we got into some decent positions just by going through Lacazette. Um, and obviously we had our one big chance where, uh, you know, it, it literally was that pass into Lacazette. And I think Partey played the ball into uh, in behind to Emil Smith-Rowe, who maybe should have done better there. Like, I don't know if it was... Uh, you know, again, I don't know if it was the conditions. He looked like every single player on our team looked like they were scared to like fall over. Were they wearing astroturfs or something on a on, on a grass? I don't understand what was going on. Everyone looked like they were just falling over on their ass. Brighton players didn't seem to struggle with it though. I just, I just, I just think the the condition stuff is. I'm not having it, man. This is England. Yeah, it rains in England. It's cold. It's windy in England. Yeah, like if you can't play in the rain and the wind. You're not you're like what? What are you doing here? What are you playing for Arsenal Football Club for? Um, I think that's such a such a lame excuse, such a cop out. Because there's going to be plenty. We're going. We're literally going into winter. Yeah, almost every game now played on the weekend is going to be played in the rain. So if you can't do that, like less less like what are we doing here? You know. So I'm not having that as an excuse at all. I think that's so weak and 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 pathetic to to even mention the rain or the the conditions as a reason as to why um we were poor when you're watching another team literally pop it around you do you know what i mean like the the rain isn't making your touch like higgy do you know what i mean like it might be oh, some a little of bit slicker <laughs> i just i just think that's such a poor such a poor such a poor poor excuse man like it's raining 
after a couple times, you're professional footballers, you know that the ball is slick. Adjust your body and 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 control the ball. Do you know what I mean? Like Erdegaard, um, I think he was a major reason as to why um like Aubameyang was poor. Let me just let me let me just state that before um uh you know people start saying I'm making excuses for him. Like he was poor, his touch was horrible, um, he was he got bullied by the defenders. Um, and you know, expectedly so when you see Dunk, Dan Burn, and um, who's the other one, Duffy, uh, line up, you're basically leaving a Bamiang who doesn't like physical contact in the first place. Um, against those three, um, you're, you're most likely gonna end up with a Bamiang stinker. Um, and I think what we needed, um, was Odegaard, um, to really step up in terms of him and Partey to really step up in terms of keeping the ball. Um, and getting those defenders turned, and we didn't, um, we didn't really, we didn't really see any of that, you know. So um, I think those two really need to hang their heads in shame um, for why we were so bad. I think once they did come off, um, and we saw Pepe, um, not so much, but once we saw Lacazette come on, I do agree with you that um, that we did look a little bit better. But again, my criticism goes to the manager; those changes came too late. Um, Lacazette didn't come on till the 72nd minute or something like that after Aubameyang was stinking up the joint you know I know he's the captain I know um, he's uh, you know the, the 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 top goal scorer or whatever it's supposed to be um, <laughs> I'm wearing the turtleneck because I just came back from work man and I don't have any shirts ironed and the box is it's, uh, it's products you get me it's products got stuff got stuff to shift yeah? beard, beard oil yeah yeah, bath bath salts actually. So oh, okay. I'll, I'll drop the link to the Instagram um, yeah, do that, do that. in a bit. But but yeah. So um, so yeah, that's that's my opinion. I think those two they were they were abysmal um, of our senior players, seniorish players. Um, they they were the, the worst two, I think, for me. Is this art? De- is this art? De- <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> Uh, it's it's it's, it's burn off still. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I think but, it but, might be, but, to, but to be fair, that's a good point. Um, you know, when we played against West Brom in the snow, no one was using the conditions as yeah, as, as, an, as an excuse then. So, yeah, I, I I don't buy it. I just think um, I think on the day there were a lot of poor individual performances. Bamiyang was one of them. Um, I mean, we've spoken about. I mean, I've spoken about. You know, I feel like. The way Arteta does what he he does, I think the striker basically we look for next summer, whoever it is going to be, is going to be a striker with who tries to fuse, you know, lackers and obbers qualities together. So you know, someone who can bring in um, his teammates into play, but also offers that threat in behind. So you know, we've spoken. There's there's names we put that out there like the Osimendi, Sakta, Blavich, um, those sort of guys. You know, they're a, they're sort of post up strikers in it. So. They can hold it up themselves, but they'll also look to run the channels and move in behind. So they just have more of a, a varied threat themselves. So, and you know, with Abba, once you're under pressure and he's not someone who's going to alleviate the pressure for you. Um, and it's just, it is what it is at this stage and it. That, that's, that's not going to change. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I thought he wasn't great. I thought Erdegaard wasn't great either. Um, especially, you know, Arteta talks about him being our conductor in chief. So, He's supposed to orchestrate attacks. Everything's going to go for him, but it couldn't stick, and he was getting shifted off the ball far too easily for my liking. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I, I think that change could have come a lot sooner. I think if you're a proactive manager, I think you can recognise that your striker is, you know, really struggling. And you know, if your striker can't hold the ball, 
you can have all the the amazing build up and tactics in the world it's not it's not going to it's not going to work you you're not going to be playing great football you're not going to be able to get the ball up the pitch so i think a, a good proactive manager recognizes that 50 55 minutes you know give him 10 minutes in the second half to sort it out 50 55 minutes and says look this ain't working let's let's get lacazette on the pitch make it stick it's the type of game it's the type of pitch where you know, you can visit in behind. You can get, you can get, you can get runs in behind. Get Saka and ESR involved in the game, and um, yeah, I think Arteta just moved too late. When did when did Aubameyang come off? Maybe like seventy five minutes was it? I think we got about twenty minutes of lacquer. Uh, let me double check. Uh, 72, 72, 72 minutes. minutes. So like what eighteen minutes of it, and I think we I think we saw an immediate improvement actually. Um, and any any um. Any any surprises behind Erdogan coming on off for Pepe? Thought that was a bit of a strange sub, and also um, maybe not a strange sub in terms of like Erdogan coming off because I thought Erdogan was quite poor. But what we ended up doing was obviously moving Saka out to the left and putting Pepe at, in the right in in the right wing position. I just I just didn't understand it. I mean. Mm-hmm. Why move Saka? Just put Pepe left wing. Just put Pepe left wing. Like, base, if, base, base, they, they both want to play right wing in it, but I agree with you, man. Saka's better than him. So really and truthfully, if Pepe's going to come on, it has to be on the left. I don't really want to be moving Saka from the right. You've seen night and day in terms of performances from when Saka's on the left compared to when he's on the right. And, you know, obviously he was quite quiet this game himself, but, you know, you saw within the first 10 minutes that he had Dan Byrne on toast. Do yes. you know what I mean? If we could have got the ball to him a lot more, he, he had Dan Burn on toast. I think he had him on toast last season when we played him there as well. So we just didn't, um, you know, we weren't we weren't keeping the ball well enough. We weren't working it well enough. So, yeah, I mean, obviously I've got the logic in taking Odegaard off. We moved um, ESR into the 10 and, you know, brought Pepe on, you know, an extra added goal for it. But it just it, it didn't really materialise into anything for us, man. And that's just, you know, my wider complaint about Arteta because, you know, we speak, how often do we speak about when do we score late goals under Atata? We yeah. just don't. We don't. Basically, you can count. Well, after the 70th minute, you know Arsenal are barely going to create anything and we're not going to score because that's just the theme of how it's been under him. And this is why, you know, I struggle with people who keep telling me to give him more time. I'm like, you know, like, listen, a manager, is a, if he hasn't implemented his philosophy or, or we haven't seen, we haven't yielded good rewards from it within the first two years, when are we going to yield good rewards? Do you know what I mean? Because I always use the Klopp as an example because Klopp wasn't financially, he wasn't at a financially doped club. Do you know what I mean? He came in, he was working miracles with guys like Dejan Lovren, Moreno, Ibe, Benteke, Origi. He came in halfway through the season, he took that team to Europa League final or League Cup final. Mm-hmm. First full season, he got them into the top four. Yeah. Season yeah. after that, they reached the Champions League final. Just, season just, after that, they won it. Do you know what I mean? So there, there's been tangible. And bearing in mind as well, one of the important things about Klopp as well is that I saw his style straight away. Even though his teams were gassing, you remember initially around the 65th, 70th minute, they were running their hearts out. Um, and that's one of the disappointing things for me. Like, do you know what I mean? So, and it's been, and, and that's why I said it doesn't take two years to implement whatever it is you're trying to implement. Either you can do it. Or you can't. So for me, I've made that conscious decision that I just don't think Arteta can coach an attack. I just mm. don't think he can. Yeah. Regardless of who's there, you you will do it. Do you know what I mean? It might have varying successes, but you'll be able to see it. So. Just um, just to 
obviously go on your point about scoring late goals. Like just a reminder that Arsenal actually only scored eight goals in the last 15 minutes of games last season. I don't think we've scored one this season. And I believe we've only scored one goal in the second half this season as well. So, um, you know, the... I don't think we've have we had a good second half. Not, not yeah. for me. Not no. for me. Maybe Frank Norwich. Fresh. Norwich yeah. was okay. I didn't okay. think that was good, though. I didn't think it was good. That's really the closest. Yeah, probably Norwich, yeah. Brentford, nope. Chelsea, nope. City, but nope. Burnley was like nice and... Um, it was solid. It was but solid. It but I wouldn't say we were playing well. Do you know what no. I mean? So, and we weren't creating a plethora of volume of chances. Like I said, I've just... You, you, uh, this is... Uh, at what point can we judge him harshly? You know, there's a big sample size of Arteta games here. Do you know what I mean? A massive, massive sample size. Um, and it's just, it's not been enough. It's not good enough. It isn't good enough. And I know people will throw the book at me that, you know, we've got like six new players and they're all under. And I understand that. I understand that they're all young. Do you know what I mean? So you're trying to build for the future. However, again, performances. I've, they, they've played four games now. I've not really been that impressed. Do you know what I mean? I've not seen massive, massive green shoots from that. Oh my God, like we're about to bloom or we're about to blossom. I've just not seen enough. And for me, after 200 million of spending nearly two years in charge, I need to see more. And it's just not good enough at the end of the day. That being said, just to play devil's advocate, you know, obviously since he has got his players in and since he has got his team on the pitch, we've had um, three victories and a draw, right? Three wins and a draw. Um, I think... After watching, after seeing the um, the the five 0 defeat at Man City, I think we all were very dejected after that, right? If we we should have done a prediction, really, we should have done a prediction to see how many points we all said what we think he should be getting, you know, and you know, otherwise his job will likely go. But is ten points from those four games not, you know, like it's. Is I it was better than I expected us to get, if I'm being honest. Yeah. At the time, yeah. it is better than I expected us to get. He needed six out of six for me, you know. Um he, he did, what do you mean six out of six? Six, uh, six six wins from six. So he's got three out of four. But, but who, does one, who, who does that these days? Who does that these days? Man City can't even put six games in a Look, row. Like here's the thing. Chelsea Man City will go on, Man, Man City will go on a fifteen game winning run. Do you know They're Man I mean? City. Right? Like, They're Man City. Yeah. But so, where, so look, my thing this my thing is what this makes you think we're this. good enough to win six games in a row? it's not about it's not about whether or not we're good enough, right? So people are telling me Let's give this guy's players. Um, let's 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 back the team. Let's do this and the other. Let's let him cook, right? He's 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 bought. He's gone to the summer. He spent 150 mil. We have one game a week, right? We literally have one game a week. To you had one week to prepare for that Brighton game. Your tactics were wrong, and you weren't able to react in match because you were gassed off a North London derby. That's not good enough. You, you now, you said no more excuses. You said no more excuses. Brighton away, if you have aspirations for the top six, Brighton away needs to be three points. The same with our next two home games, Crystal Palace at home, Aston Villa at home. You cannot be affording to drop points in those games. Like, look at, this is the thing, look at the teams that we that we played in those in those six games, right? Um, what's it? Burnley, Norwich, um, Tottenham, at home, where they, they literally never beat us, um, and had the one win in the last 21. Um, Brighton away, Palace at home, Aston Villa at home. 
Mm-hmm. On paper, regardless of where those fixtures lie, you need to win all those games, maximum points. This is what I'm paid on paper, man. Yeah, I, I hear yeah, you. No, but no, but you, it, you, it's but... not paid on paper. But if we're making predictions, that's my prediction. You have to do that. It, it's it's not it's not done in isolation. This that and the other. No, it's not mutually exclusive. I, 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 to prepare for that game and to put up that performance, it's not good enough. I, I agree. With, I agree with Dan. And also, you know, just to add on that point, Lewis, I think in isolation, if you took it three out of four wins, like 10 points from 12 games is a good return. But when you've lost the first three games, it's not a good return. You now need to go on a big, big winning run to eradicate those three games. We're already playing catch up. So, you know, every dropped point now is whatever aspirations we have, we're denting them further. You know, we're playing catch up. Do you know what I mean? So for me, it's not because this is supposed to be our friendly run of the season now we need to be trying we need to be picking up maximum maximum points and this is my issue we need to be playing well creating lots of chances and winning apart from the Spurs game where we're scraping over the line in most games do you know what I mean and as, as Dan alluded to for a team that's playing once a week you have a fully fit squad Barjaka you have a fully fit squad you have a whole week to implement your whole tactical plan your whole tactical ideas the team should be fresh shouldn't be suffering from fatigue what's the issue you, you, you can't hide behind any excuse. You need to be delivering. Now is the time to deliver. Cool. You're not even... And also, I would... You could maybe even caveat it if you were six months into a new job. You're almost two years in December into your job. So There's I, no time so for any excuses. A question. So can I ask you guys a question? Say he beats... Um, say we beat Villa and we beat Palace. Uh-huh. You're telling me five wins from six... Is is not good enough. It's it's not good enough because it's not six out of six. No, no. Five, 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 five. Go ahead, no. no, I was gonna say here's the thing. Yeah, like my thing is that was that would be what my prediction would be. Yeah, if you win five, you would predict six, us to win six out of six. No, no, no. That's that's what I said. That's what I want. That should be the minimum expectation, right? Because because if you look at the fix, because Lewis, my thing is this. Yeah, if you look at the fixtures, we should. And this is what I said at the start of the season as well. We should be aiming to hit 70 to 75 points, right, this season with one game a week. I think anything less than that, this guy is not good enough because if, say, for instance, we finish top six, we finish top seven, end up in Europa Conference next year, how are we going to get more points when we have two games a week? How are we going to get more points um, when, when, when we literally are not able to put winning runs together when you have one game a week? This is what I'm saying. Like this season is all about points accumulation for me, right? And performances. So if you're struggling to, um, if you're struggling to, you know, create chances consistently within a match, you're struggling to control games consistently within a match. You're struggling to win together consistently. What are you doing at Arsenal? What are you doing here? This is a time for him to showcase that he is able to get Arsenal Football Club consistent good results so yeah five wins out of six is consistent good results fine but then when it comes to the next batch and there's oh there's a hard game here oh, oh we just we just oh, I said, we didn't lose that one we didn't do this did that and the other do you know what i mean it's it's not good enough i don't i just don't want to hear it you know people are talking about the rain and the wind for why you can't beat brighton what is that yeah listen that's 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 silly because one team on the pitch dealt with it right one team on the pitch dealt with it um but i i, I don't know I, I i'm i'm half being devil's advocate but i'm half thinking i'm i'm trying to be a realist here i don't see any team in this league winning six games in a row and i understand yes if you've lost your first three you you have to to get onto target but if football doesn't work that way like football is not a oh we've lost three so we have to win six 
it's just if 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 you're a football team that has lost three games in the Premier League, you have no divine right to go and win the next six. You're not good enough. You are not a good enough team to go and win six out of six out of six. Yeah, and, so and I don't I, even know why we're expecting it. That's that's I where that, I'm struggling to. I hear that, Lewis, because obviously we're not good enough, right? Like we're not good enough, and we're that's not my that's win six in a row. That, but that's but that's basically my overarching point. That's basically my overarching point, though. If we're not good enough but, to win, but not many teams row, are Dan. Not many here? teams are. Do you think Man United? Yeah, wait, I don't we, think we, Man United we need to be six games in a row. I don't think Chelsea can win. But, but, you know, well, I think but, Chelsea and Man City and Liverpool are probably yeah, the only but, teams but, in this league who win six games in a row. But, but as as Dan just said, Lewis, yeah. If he's not good enough, why is he still here? After two years and over 200 million, why, why are you here? If you're not good enough to help us achieve and try and get to where we are, why are you here? Like, what, 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 what are you being kept in a job for? That you, We've been told a dream that you're Pep's protege, that you're the new, you know, positional play master that is going to, you know, be one of the best managers in, in the years to come. So if we can't place a level of expectation on you, when can we? Do you know what I mean? You've been backed. You've got loads of people at the door. Everyone in the squad, you've either kept, you've extended, or you've bought. So this is ninety, pretty much ninety-eight percent of your squad. Do you know what I mean? So you, everyone who's here, you want to be here. So really and truthfully, it, the onus is on you to make it work, make it look a lot better than it is currently, because it's not good. It isn't good. You know the thing for me as well. I can't lie to you. You know me. I'm a drip merchant. I tolerate a lot of stuff if the football was good, but the football's boring. It's really, really boring. It is so stale. I, I don't enjoy it. Like I just generally don't enjoy it. We have a lot of possession for possession's sake, but we ever we we rarely look like we're gonna create triangles. You know when it was Wenger, yeah? Like think back to when it was Wenger, when it was like 15 minutes to go, it was one one at the Emirates. Arsenal were camped in the opposition's final third, bro. You knew the goal was coming. You actually knew the goal was coming. We were battering down that door. We would finish games with like 25 shots on goal. Do you know what I mean? It it was coming. And I've just seen, not seen that. Mm. I've not seen any sign of that. Do you know what I mean? I've not seen Arsenal batter teams into submission under Arteta. And if that wasn't that the purpose of what you were brought in for, do you know what I mean? I remember his first interview. He said, I need to bring back Arsenal's ideals. Do you know what I mean? So he said, I didn't see it under Emery. Well, I'm not seeing it under you. And it's been 200 million. It's been two years. So it's, it's got to get exponentially better. And obviously, I agree with your point. We're actually not good enough. But the whole point is you're in charge because you're supposed to take us there. So if after 200 million, you're not you're not taking us anywhere near, the, the performances aren't su supporting that either, then what's the point? Mm. What, what is the point? So, yeah. Yeah, listen, don't get me wrong. There's no place to hide for Arteta. He spent his money. This is his team. Um, my, my main point was mainly he's had his team for, I'm going to say, four of the games. Okay, because the first three... I can't say he had his team, okay, and and that's, I I think that's I think that's yes he should have done better in those games yes 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 but the whole thing is about giving him the money to spend and having the the, the squad having his team for the four games he's had his team we're unbeaten three wins one draw let's see if it continues um a few things that um I wanted to talk about in this game is for the first time in his Arsenal career I'm seeing. Kieran Tierney come under a bit of stick. Um, and I think it's warranted. I think it's warranted. I think he hasn't had a good start to the season. Um, I, I, I think about to when, you know, when Tierney first joined and, you know, throughout last season, a big part of Tierney's game was, you know, how he, how he um, 
how he attacks, right? When he gets onto a ball, you know there's going to be quality in that ball. There's so many times now he's in a great position in the box and it's like a cutback that gets blocked or an overhit cross or like I, I'm I've, I wonder if there's a stat of how many blocked crosses Kiarantini actually has um, this season because I, I think it's I would imagine it's quite a lot you know I'm just seeing here Brighton three crosses zero accurate I know that's not a great um, you know statistic but um, just seeing here crosses accurate crosses 0.8 a game so 45 percent I don't know where that ranks but it just seems to me that there's something missing from his game offensively. I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm not worried or anything because I've seen Kieran Tierney enough to know that this is probably just a bit of a blip for him. Like he's going for a bit of a um, a spell of bad form. Um, but yeah, I was just wondering on you guys' thoughts on, you know, Kieran Tierney and when do we expect him to, you know, get up to full speed and be the Kieran Tierney that we, you know, um, will know and love. I think for me, um, <clears throat> I think the issue is is probably systematic as well. Um, I think we're we're sort of over reliant on Tierney getting up there and being able to put something in the box. Um, you know that sort of that five lane lane of attack chat. I I'm not sure I like the fact that Kieran Tierney occupies one of those um, channels because we're basically asking a left back who pretty much has one post move, you know, that stop start or the 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 on the run cross to be our main left winger. Um, and I'm not sure that his game necessarily suits that. I think he's better when he's got a slightly deeper starting position and he's, he's getting into those areas on the run as opposed to him starting up there. Because I think I find when, when we do get it to him there, he's got to beat a man or he's got to beat two men or he's got to beat three men and then get his crossing because he's and he's sprinting at full speed. Um, and I think what we saw in this first season, a lot of those crosses were hit from deeper areas. A lot of them were hit um, arriving onto a pass um, as opposed to him just completely having to do it on the dribble for himself. And I feel like not having Xhaka there playing those balls in behind um, on the left and down that left channel um, probably don't help him. And also, I think... You know, having a centre left centre mid cover for him when he's bombing up there doesn't help him either because that's a, that's someone who you'd want uh, to really be combining with your left back as they're um, they're going up. But you don't really see you know whoever's playing left centre centre mid unless it's Jaka and he's playing a bit forward. Like you didn't really see Lokonga play any passes to Tierney on the run um, in that match at all. You know, the ball's getting to Tierney very early. Let's see. Um, and he's, play any bloody passes, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? So um, I do think that Arteta needs to have a, a little think about the system and how we how exactly he wants to play it. Um, I think it would be slightly better if we were less reliant on Tierney, let him be more of a left-back and join in to those attacks as and when the opportunity arises and you have more of a you know an actual centre-mid or a number eight that can join those attacks instead. Um, and, and get involved and you get a proper, you know, left winger, left centre mid, striker, left back connection, as opposed to our left centre mid playing left back, our left back playing left wing and our left winger sort of drifting in between the channels, not really doing anything. You know, I don't think that's the best use of resources. So I do think that is a a reason why we're not necessarily getting the best out of Tierney at the moment. Hmm. 
I think I hear what you're saying. I do hear. I think they're they're fair points. I just think Kieran Tierney is good enough to to do better than what he's doing. Um, same way, I didn't want to make any excuses for you know we didn't want to make any excuses for the conditions and and things like that. I just think Kieran Tierney's not playing at the level that he doesn't look as sharp as um as I've seen. Like you know when he does that little burst past the past the player, I haven't seen that for a little bit. Not, not in any, not with any consistency. But maybe that has something to do with what you're talking about, Dan. Um, you know, maybe some of the positions that he's taken up hasn't quite been able to, you know, get um that that running start. But Sean, um, general thoughts on Tierney? Have you have you noticed like a bit of a drop off in in his performance level? And you know, are, are you are you concerned by it? Yeah, maybe maybe there has there has been. I can't say I've focused in on it heavily because I'm more worried about some of our other avenues of build-up like I agree with Dan in terms of you know Arteta's copying Pep's five lanes of attack but you know when you look at City's five lanes of attack there's not a fullback occupying those five lanes of attack so you have the left winger you have the right winger then you have the left centre mid the right centre mid and the striker so you know you have higher technical higher offensive quality in those five lanes of attack so while I and, and you know I'm a big fan of Tini but you pretty much can predict what Tierney's going to do every time. He's going to try and shift it on his left and, and cross it or cut it back, or he's just going to pass it back because he's not going to help to build up. He's not going to pass through the lines like that. So, you know, it's a lot of offensive load to put on a player that's not really a creative player in himself. Do you know what I mean? So, um, and, and to Dan's point as well, you know, the left centre mid, if you think for City, it's KDB. Do you know what I mean? So imagine you've got KDB there drifting over to where Grealish is. So, you know, you've got two high very high offensive technical guys, you know, on the left channel combining. And then on the right channel, it could be like Mares and like a Bernardo. Do you know what I mean? So I think the lanes of connectivity are a lot better. I think it probably works a lot better maybe on the right, you know, now with Odegaard supporting Saka because, you know, Tommy is not asked to, to um, bomb forward in the system as well. So, yeah, I, I agree with Dan. I, I feel like I'd like to see... I don't know. It, it may depend on obviously if we switch to a four-three-three full time, then you might have like a left, a proper left, like wide forward out there instead of instead of Tierney. But yeah, I just feel like we're placing too much offensive um, pressure on him, and he's not a creator like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. At his best, we know he can fizz in and he can cross the ball well. But is that enough? Is that enough variance for Arsenal? Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I I, I feel I, don't get me wrong. I feel like he hasn't been a worldie, but I just, it comes back to, you know, Dan's wider point about just the system not support. Because in an ideal world, you'd have to, like you said, you'd have the left centre mid supporting him a bit more as well. So, but Lokonga's very, very deep. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think like he's a bit isolated. The lanes of connectivity, I think the only pass he has on most of the time is maybe inside towards ESR. So, mm. yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I I hear you guys' points, but from from what I've seen, when... You know, when we were basically Tierney or bust and Tierney was our major offensive plan, I think he he relished in that role. You know, I thought I thought we saw some of the best parts of Kieran Tierney when he did have that responsibility. So I'm not too sure, man. I'm not too but, sure. But, but, I think... but you know, but you know also with that thing as well, like you said, relishing, eventually teams cotton on. So if that's gonna be your only threat, teams learn how to nullify that threat. Then it then it becomes a question of what what else have you got? Do you know what I mean? So this is for me, yeah, increasing the variance, um, increasing, you know, the unpredictability of um, trying to break the lines, having players in certain positions, pulling other people out of position, and then, you know, getting it to Tini, if that is the option. But mm -hmm. solely at Tini, it's too predictable. 
It's far, far yeah. too predictable. It's not helping him. It's not helping us. Mm-hmm. So you need to do more. The manager needs to do more. Yeah. Just going over to the opposite flank, obviously, um, Tomiyasu. Um, <clears throat> um, had probably his most difficult game of his Arsenal career so far. Um, he was up against, um, I can't pronounce his name. Is it Cucurella? Cucurella. Yeah. looks, by all intents and purposes, looks like a very decent player. Um, looked to struggle first half, but second half, um, I felt dealt with him quite well. Um, you know, it was, it was a bit of a tricky game, especially as a defender in those kind of conditions. It can, you know, you make a mistake, it could be f- flat on your face, you know, especially against tricky wingers. Um, wasn't his best game. I, I don't think like we've, we've, it was probably his worst game out of the four or five, maybe even the sixth game. Maybe fifth, I can't remember, but yeah, probably his worst game so far. But, um, anything, anything to take from this performance is like, oh, okay, a bit of a red flag there, or you know, just nothing. No, <laughs> not really for me, you know. Funnily enough, he's probably the player I worry least about. Like, yeah. obviously, he did get um, done a couple of times in the first half, but that can happen. Do you know what I mean? So, overall, like, I think it was just this, this, um, symptomatic of what was happening because mm. um, we were being pressed heavily out. And then um, Brighton always had the out ball on either flank as well, obviously, mm. with the 3-5, 3-4-3, three, 3-5-2, um, three, 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 can't remember which one it was. But they always had the overload of the wing back as well so um sometimes you can often get doubled up um so i'm i'm not that he's not going to face that every week so i'm not even yeah i'm just not that worried like i didn't think it was like i think it was it was because we hadn't seen it at all that was the first time he'd been like gone past at all so like Mm. it was a shock but like it happened like twice three times and then it didn't happen again so yeah i feel like the second half i thought i feel like he got to grip he he Mm. got to grips with it which is also a promising thing it shows that he learns very quickly as well so yeah it wasn't great, but I'm weirdly enough not that worried about him. To be it was honest. a very welcome to England kind of game, and it yeah, minus yeah, yeah. whatever I don't know what the temperature was and wet and windy and stuff. It was very welcome to England uh, kind of football game to him, and he looked like he adjusted quite well. So I'm not I'm not too um, uh, worried about him. Um, I thought Ben White had um, another solid game actually. Uh, no no bozo moment was there was there a bozo moment in this game? No, I don't think there was a Bozo moment. I think early, I think early is is passing was a bit, mm. a bit sloppy. But I I definitely agree with you. I think he had a really good game. Um, mm. I think that was one to actually commend him about. To be fair, so no agendas yeah. here on this podcast. No agendas. No, no, no. I thought yeah, Ben Ben White looked to be pretty solid, and him and Gabriel. To be fair to them, they look like they're they're um they're you know uh, uh, making a pretty solid partnership at the back there. What's that? Uh, five no is it four or five games together I'm, I'm getting it confused is it four games together four games together three clean sheets one conceded mm. and they've been pretty solid if I'm being honest like they've you know Gabriel again just a colossus at the back again you know mm. it, it's another game where you look at the man in a match and it could have been Gabriel well an Arsenal man in a match back five even you know back yeah five, it, it, one of the back five who you know were you know um one of our better players. So, yeah, he was, he was, Gabriel was solid. I thought Ben White was solid. Sean, are you, um, is your, is your, uh, Ben White, um, propaganda gathering up steam? 
No, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not covering, <laughs> it's not even covering up steam. I, I do like the guy, but I've always said mm. I thought 50 million was far too much that, that we paid for a minute. Um, and yeah. obviously English tax and whatever. And I still maintain that he's not better than Saliba, in my opinion. But yeah. um, hopefully he continues to improve, man. Like, it was promising to see him winning aerial duels, um, ground duels. So he, he, he wasn't beaten. So that is a, a side of his game, you know, hopefully that he can he continue to improve on. But show us more as well from, from the distribution side of things as well. Show me more, um, not just big. Obviously, I know you can hit the big switch. You can hit the ball in behind. But it's more of those intermediate value passes through the lines that I want to see as well. Like, you know, I want to see him like a fizzer, like a ball in breaking lines and you know into Odegaard or something like that that's kind of where I'll be like yeah 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 that's that's more of what I want to see but yeah um enough yeah I think him, him and Gabriel and Ramsdale on the whole were solid again so um, yeah 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 no no complaints from me from them these are these are the type of guys I know I made another reference to the weather here but I, the weather is something in these games that can can cause a difference with with goalkeepers I think you know when the boys skidding around and you know there was obviously that um that chance, I, I know Arsenal shamelessly um, posted about it saying that save. I mean, it wasn't that impressive, but, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen them kind of things go in, you know, mm-hmm. th- those kind of um, chances go in. And I just think Ramsdale is at it. You know, he's in com- he's completely focused um, on the game and his head is, is really in the game. Um, it was a dominating display, I felt like. You know, he didn't, ha- again, didn't have much to do. You know, we're not really, we're quite shot. Is it shot shot suppressive? It's shot suppressive, right? That's that's the right terminology. We're shot suppressive. We don't concede that many shots. Although Brighton had 21. So I'm probably chatting shit. <laughs> Just as I said that, I read 21 shots. So it's just like, okay, cool. But yeah, only two were on target, right? They were a lot of um, block shots and, um, you know, uh, shots from outside the box. So... Yeah, look, only two on target. He dealt with what he had to deal with quite well. You know, again, he came for crosses quite well. Dealt with the conditions quite well. Um, yeah, man, just going around solid. Like, three clean sheets out of four now in the league. Uh, can't argue with it. Argue yeah, with yeah. I'm, I'm a, I told you I'm a couple games away still. From, yeah, a couple from, games. Just a couple from, more, yeah? From from rescinding everything I said and buying some stocks still. <laughs> but, I've already bought some hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we keep it on the low. So yeah, yeah. I've, I've, don't worry. I've seen I've seen a I've seen a five percent uh, yield in in the last week <laughs> in the last week since I bought that hundred dollars worth. I've seen I've seen it go up. Uh, big 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 him up, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's international break. Not much going on. Um, our next game is against... Uh, is it Crystal Palace? Palace, Palace say that? Yeah, Palace at home, isn't it? Palace at home. So this is a game that we, you know... We're... Oh, it's on a Monday. It's a Monday night game. So we've got quite a long way to wait. Almost two weeks to wait into our next game. So you would imagine um, lots of training is going on behind the scenes. And I know we had a behind the closed doors friendly today, which we won 3-2. But I mean... Who would have been involved in that game? I'm not not really Martin sure. Started. Yeah. Any idea on who scored? No idea. No, no idea on the team. But yeah, you know, it's um, Palace have been, you know, going pretty well this season. They've had some good results. Well, I say pretty well. I mean, they sh- they probably should have beaten. Um, Leicester at they, the weekend. They should, they should have been Leicester. They should have beaten Brighton. They they yeah. they 
they're one of those XGs and actually reflecting on where they should be at the moment because I've yeah. been very, very impressed when I've watched the Munda Vieira so far. Like They press very, very well. They unbox um, you in very, especially at home, especially yeah. they put you under a lot of pressure at Selhurst Park. So it's good this game's at the Emirates, actually, because, yeah, I think we'd struggle if it was at Selhurst Park a bit more. I feel only, like Only Chelsea and Liverpool have beaten Palace. Yeah, and, and that's just fair enough, you know, two, two top teams. So, And they've had a hard start. They've had Palace. They've, I mean, they've had Liverpool, Chelsea, uh, Spurs, Leicester. So yeah. to be fair, they've they've had a hard start. They so have, yeah. so fair play to they've, they've only got one win, though, I think. Is it one win? Yes, yeah, but... Yeah, one win. That's my second team, yeah, so I yeah, can't take a hell that match, yeah. So yeah. if Vieira wins, then, you know, I can't, I can't complain. <laughs> is, is there anything that, you you know, you'd be changing for this game in particular? Like, where, where do where do Palace's threats lie? And, you know, or, <laughs> or just even just focusing on, on what Arsenal should be doing. Do we con- do we continue with the Partey Lakonga thing? I, I kind of want to give him <laughs> more games. I, I do want to see, you know, I do want to see... A bit more from Lukonga. I think he, you know, should get a run in the team. Yeah, absolutely. You need to give him a, as a young player time so we can we can see what he's about. So I don't think I'd. The, the problem is, you know, when you're talking about changing it, what do we change it to? I, I don't really want to, like, I don't want to move ESR to God or Saka out the team. Really, I'm not trying to see Lacazette. Really. So I mean, really, realistically, where are you changing things? Do you know what mm. I mean? So I mean, I we don't, don't have yeah. to change things. We don't have to change things. I mean. Just because you have a bad game doesn't mean that you know maybe you replicate the performance that you did against Spurs. Let's 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 give, let's hope give this. him another run out. Give him another yeah. run out. But from what I'm seeing from Palace this year, I think their midfield um, has got a lot of legs. They're quite stiff, um, so I expect a sort of similar pressy-ish game um, from them that we got uh, against Brighton. So you know, Lakonga. Yeah, let's give him another game, but I wouldn't be averse to to playing a Maitland Niles um in in midfield next to Partey. I'd like to see what that what that looks like because I think there are midfielders with the most legs, um, really. So yeah, otherwise I don't think we really should be changing too much in that team. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Let's um let's call it a night there then. Um, you know we've got two weeks to look forward to of international football. So mm. that's always fun, you know. Love, love it. Not like we haven't had an international break uh, last week, a couple of weeks ago, was it? <laughs> last brilliant. month, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. I think there's but another anyway, one start of October, uh, start of November as well. Absolute so. joke, mate. Absolute joke. Oh, all this, all because of this, what this stupid UEFA Nations League shit. Fucking hell, man. Ridiculous. Like who, 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 like who are? All right, so it's Af. It's the World Cup qualifiers as well, is it? Oh, God. Yeah, anyway, just just bring, just bring back club football, man. I, 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 you know these. You know whenever it's international break, I just so now. I, I honestly, I don't mm. care. Like until it's a tournament, I, I'm just I've got no interest. Yeah, zero zero interest in watching. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Um, thanks for joining me. We'll be back again soon. Um, take it easy. Peace. Yo!
man could have had that fight. But I'm in walk on sight. Man, I have to grab that man. You're not gonna spit this time. Trying to work with a good oh, energy. Man, you're gonna work with a bad man vibe. None of these guys can't do it. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. That's the response of Arsenal. And Chelsea simply lost their focus in the joy of equalising. Sports Social Podcast Network.